2: The Cuse
1: Militia. Ah! Ah! Now, those two unapologetically biased orange blooded homers, Sean and Joe. It's the most
3: bull thing I've seen in 30 years. Welcome, orange men and ladies. Happy Thursday. This is the Cuse Militia with Sean and Joe at Cuse Militia on the socials. Go there, join the militia. Thanks for tuning and hanging out with us. We appreciate all of you. The Orange Top of Indiana and in double overtime, one twelve to one ten. You'll hear from us, and we'll hear from you a little bit in fan feedback. We got the coach montage. Uh, and Syracuse heads to Tallahassee to take on the Seminoles this Saturday at four. We'll let you know what we think about that. Some football news to get into quickly before we enter. Or before we before we exit exit the transfer portal back into basketball. Um, Luke Benson and Adrian Cole Was announced yesterday They're both entering the the transfer portal And Adrian Cole uh, Backup cornerback Pretty much And um, saw him out there quite a bit Luke Benson not a huge surprise Um, But I mean I don't know How many catches did Luke Benson have this year? Two? Two
2: (sighs) <sighs> yeah.
3: I, I mean, you know what I'm saying. I mean, I don't blame the guy. I mean, it's that's it's it's cut and dry. I don't know what else to say about. It. I kind of feel bad for him, to be honest with you. And and with that, with that <sighs> tight end coach Reno Ferry, he's out too. So, um, in in as it, I know we're a little bit behind on some of this this football coaching carousel stuff. Is kind of old. Sterling Gilbert. obviously we talked about. Sterling Gilbert need to go. Um, we were hoping they'd bring Babers back. They hope We hope they do it sooner than later. They absolutely did. Uh, I think it was on, what did we do, the show on Sunday, Joe? When did we do the show? I don't even remember.
1: Yeah, it was on Sunday. Monday. Yeah, it was
3: on Sunday. Okay, that's what I thought. And all this went down on Monday with the coach and stuff. And then the, the Adrian Cole, Luke Benson stuff came out yesterday. Nah. So, any surprises with the coach and stuff i gotta be honest i didn't even know who reno ferry was i mean i'm just being totally honest if you had told me who he was uh, i went ahead yeah I, I mean I knew,
1: I knew who they were it's just i obviously you know some coaches needed to need, need a fresh start in some areas uh with maybe you know the way they were going offensively uh maybe it just isn't conducive to the way they you know you know they coach or what their specialty is but uh the end of the day you know i pretty much expected dino to keep his job and obviously you know with sterling and then a couple other guys uh, you know coach reynolds defensive alignment that was kind of a surprise to me that was but, a surprise uh, yes but you know again he wasn't he didn't get brought he didn't get brought into you know coach 335 so again i think that a lot of these coaching changes were more towards geared towards you know kind of the new kind of schemes that were going with offense and defense starting last year so um You know, you get the COVID year and then this year to kind of make the adjustments and see if you um, if you can make it work. And, you know, obviously those are the decisions that they decided to make. So and then you never know if with Benson and Cole, you know, who their primary recruiters were and if maybe that was the reason why. Because a lot of times, you know, your primary recruiter is that one coach that you just you have trust with and that you can go to and talk to and, you know, kind of that father figure or parent figure, you know, that they got you there. So, um, you know, if if two of these players, you know, with Benson being the tight end, you know, you would almost assume that it was Reno Ferry. But, you know, you never know. Um, You know, when you lose coaches like that, then a lot of times you do lose some players, you know, too.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Not a huge surprise. Also not a huge surprise, like you mentioned, bringing Coach Babers back. I I, I was not surprised by that at all. I said I three times. That's how unsurprised I was by it. Some people aye, were aye, aye. <laughs> some people were surprised though, and some people were upset, and I don't understand <clears throat> that. I even saw a question proposed, something along the lines of, "Is it worth bringing Babers back to keep Sean Tucker?" Like, is that my choice? Like, <laughs> I mean, is that even a question? So, anyways, <clears throat> it reached peak craziness on on Monday, and. Not much of it unexpected, except for, like you said, I mean, Coach Reynolds, kind of a, a weird thing. But, I mean, whatever. We'll, we'll see what happens. You know, I think uh, Mike McAllister's already got some stuff up, talking about, you know, the offensive coordinator position and, and, and kind of the possible, replacements. possible yeah. replacements and stuff for that, that he's got out today. And I mentioned Mike McAllister a bunch because he's just on top of the football stuff, guys. And his stuff is... um, It's good quick read stuff. You know, it's not long drawn out with a bunch of uh, analogies and whatnot, right? Mm.
1: Yeah. So Hey, on a positive, we had some guys uh, make first team all-ACC.
3: Yeah, Michael Jones, Sean Tucker, and... Cody uh, Roscoe. Cody Roscoe, that's
1: right. Yeah, Yeah. and Deuce Chestnut, he... I think made third team, so I'm sure he'll make the all freshman team.
3: Yeah, so that's so, really cool. Uh, yeah. I think they even came out during the basketball game or something some point on court at halftime maybe, something like that. We didn't hmm. see it. We didn't see it if you watched it, see it yeah. if you watched it on TV. Yeah. So anyways, it's time to get into the basketball game. Let's hear from Coach Beheim after the game. Our first Coach Beheim montage. Let's go.
2: It's amazing the game, you know, the first half we start out and make three or four threes out of six and we get easy lead. The second half we get the same four threes and we miss them all and they go down and make three and that's the game when you're shooting threes. That's the game. I thought we made a good adjustment and try to get to the basket. Uh, uh, the last, you know, the, we, we fouled for 20 years and have won every game we played. And actually, we won every game before we got to the overtime because we've gotten the rebound. You know, we got to get a rebound in that situation. Just as simple as that. You can't let the guy get the rebound. And you know, I mean, we gave him every opportunity there. The foul in the corner, buddy, running by the guy. Uh, you know, this. I don't. I just don't see that. Jesse's been great. I mean, he's. He got five steals. Three blocks. I mean, he's just trying to get better all the time. Can't say enough about him. And as far as, right, just what you can tell where he's done. Yeah, he's defensively, he's got to help us. He's just not helping us when he's in there. Your your defense has been decent in the first half. It's pretty good in the first half. No, I don't think the defense has been good all year. Anytime. They just missed shots. Our defense defense isn't good enough.
0: Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact.
2: We're going to try to keep getting better, but it's our defense is not good. good. We got some pretty good offensive weapons, and I know Cole didn't go tonight, but he'll he'll get going. But we've got to get better on defense. Bottom line. If Buddy to win the game, if we if Buddy has to play 50 minutes, he's going to play 50 minutes. That's the way. That's it. You know, it's like people want to play. We'll play these. No, we can't win the game if we play these guys. The only way we can win the game is to play the guys that are playing well. And if they, if, if, again, you know, Samir made a couple plays, that's good. And he's a good, de- he should be good in defense. And, you know, he's got to get better. He needs to get better. He's never played much and he's, we need him to play. But I really have Joe and Buddy tired out there. than then Samir, if he's not going to make plays or not going to help us, simple as that. You know we got a long way to go, but going to Florida State, we got to get Samir's going to have to play. He's got to play. These guys can't play 40 minutes against Florida State. They're just too physical. They're going to press, and uh, you know we're going to have to get help off from those guys and Benny. And you know if you're playing 18, 20 minutes, and you're getting nothing, you know you 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 don't deserve to play 30 you deserve to play eight. So you gotta get something done. When you get on the court, you gotta get something done. Something has to happen positive. Either defensively or rebounding, something has to happen.
3: All right, the coach montage is brought to us by the folks over at My Bookie. It's not every day you can double your money, but with MyBookie, you double your money instantly thanks to their double deposit bonus for all new users with MyBookie's double deposit bonus. When you sign up at MyBookie, use the promo code SPORTSDRINK and you'll instantly receive double your initial deposit so you can kickstart your betting experience with all of the best games, leagues, and casino options for you to choose from. The Patriots, the Bills this Monday night, bet on the spread on that with a Bills cover. I don't know probably maybe i don't know it's going to be a great battle though set yourself up for success by doubling your first deposit when you use the promo code sportsdrink at my bookie that's promo code sportsdrink to double your initial deposit all the way up to 1000 bucks bet anything anywhere anytime with my bookie thank you my bookie all right so joe getting into this montage here um, coach goes through his little intro before he takes questions talks pretty much about the Second half collapse, um, as it was. And, you know, going into the, up by 18 at one point, going into the locker room at 16 is excellent. You feel like the game's in hand, but you know it's Syracuse, and you know there's a whole other half to play, even if it isn't Syracuse, it's basketball. And those things happen, they figured it out. So uh, what, though, were your honest thoughts of the officiating at the end of the game? At the end of regulation, heading into overtime a little bit. The whistles. It was like got whistle happy very fast for me, and I and I didn't even know, I couldn't even figure it out. Some of it. Is that fair to say, or am I overreacting?
1: Nah. I mean, there was again. I don't know if they were just consistently bad, or uh, I don't know. But I know that they missed a lot, and um, by missing a lot, I mean they probably called way too many falls, and they needed to call. So. I mean, that's kind of where I'm at. I don't think they really missed any calls. I mean, I, you know,
3: I don't know if they missed anything.
1: <laughs> Jim, well, Jim, Jim will Except say Except for the over missed, the back. Well, that they missed Buddy because, you know, um, Buddy only went to the free throw line four times. And, you know, getting in there and some of the shots that he took, he thought he probably got fouled uh, a couple more times. But other than that, I, I, I mean, they were atrocious. I thought they just didn't let him play enough. And, uh, just the, I don't know the timely stuff was. If we didn't get those turnovers and the steals and everything like that, then it would have been a rough day for us.
3: Well, I thought it. 100%. it I, I thought the the one that Buddy got called on that sent uh, I think it was Thompson to the to the free throw line for for three. He got followed shooting. Remember they said he got followed shooting. No, three. I think it was was cop it Parker was it Copper? Okay, all right, Parker Stewart.
1: So no, no yeah, Parker Stewart or that cop guy. Uh, they both shot one cop shot four for nine and Park Stewart shot six for 12 from the three point line. But I thought, I mean, buddy, I think he got called for two fouls following a three-point shooter and I don't know if he touched either one of them
3: well one of them basically sent the game into I think the second overtime so uh that was the one coach was talking about and then you know at the end of regulation on the box out with Jackson Davis I thought coming over the top now it wasn't a great box out but I mean it looked like over the back to me and then he ends up going up and getting fouled I mean well look I mean they called they called some ticky tack over the backs on Jesse Edwards and I knew they were coming
1: so I mean, in- yeah, no, no, no. I mean he's got to stop with that. But uh, I mean Benny Williams, when I was watching that, I mean he was bent down and he he got so low that I felt like it, it, he made it difficult for the for the ref to call that. I can understand where people you know see that, but um, obviously um, Trace Jackson, he had uh, obviously he reacted faster and he just got to the ball faster. And Benny Williams, he was. So low on that, trying to get you know get low so you'd be able to box him out, and uh, I think that 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 ball just kind of had a perfect bounce to him. So I can understand people wanting to get the, over the back, especially considering you know with the ones that were called by Jesse Edwards. But yeah, that,
3: well, that inconsistently was... inconsistent are consistently inconsistent in my opinion mm-hmm. with a lot yeah. of it. So um, there's plenty to complain about there, but. Uh, and, and there's a little bit of fan feedback about it. We'll, we'll, we won't divulge, but we'll, right. go, we'll go through it a little bit since we've already divulged. But uh, look, Jesse Edwards becoming a freak in nature all of a sudden. This dude, I think he went seven for seven. Yeah, seven for seven. I think he's got the highest uh, field goal percentage in the ACC right now. And, um, you know, three for three on free throws. Problem is, like you just mentioned, you know, he fouled out. So, some of, yeah. those, some of those are avoidable. Some of those, dude, the over the backs, and I'll go back. I'll be consistent here. I saw him coming. I knew when he did it, he was going to get called. I, I knew it was coming before the whistle went.
1: Cause it was, yeah, but let's be fair. He didn't fall out until overtime, correct? No. I mean, they say, I mean, ESPN's got him down as 39 minutes. So unless he played the whole game and followed out with the minutes ago.
3: I think he pretty much did, dude. Yeah, because he wasn't in on the box out. Why wouldn't he have been there for that?
1: No, that's true.
3: Yeah, he, yeah. He,
1: An- Anselm had 11 minutes. Yep, so, yeah, that yeah. makes sense.
3: Yeah. I just so didn't know. Right okay,
1: in, so, yeah, so he – okay, yeah. I mean, I understand that, and, again, uh, you know, but if he gives 39 minutes, follows out with one minute to go and he puts up the numbers he had with, you're talking 17 points, three blocks, five steals, I'd like to see more than – I mean, no, no one on our team had more than five rebounds. That's the one thing I didn't really like about it. Um, but, yeah, Jesse Edwards is – he's – I don't want to say the best or, you know, the best player on our team, but he's most quickly improved. becoming the most, well, <laughs> most improved 100%, but he's quickly, quickly becoming the most important.
3: Yes, most important, definitely. I, don't think you, I think it goes without saying. It's not even a question. Uh, and then, Frank, you know, you heard Coach talk about Frank, say he's got to get better defense. True, but he hit four clutch th- free throws <sighs> at, at the end coming. of this game. That just ice running through his veins, bro. And whether or not he played good defense or not, it, 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 he washed all that away with those four free throws. So coach is going to be hard on the guys. You know how you know how he is. He's gonna he's gonna he uses the press conference as his way of communication sometimes. So you heard coach say D, D, uh, he was asked by Donna Tota, I believe it was. Defense hasn't been good all year. Um, and, and they they weren't great. Indiana missed a ton of shots, especially in the first half. They were really they were really out of sorts. Um, and the defense did good. I mean, they, they haven't been great all year, but the defense played really good, I thought, in the first half. Um, but obviously, bottom line, like coach says they gotta get better, right?
1: No, yeah, they definitely have to get better. Uh, I think you know we came out, you know, you know what coach called a one one three. In um, his press conference.
3: Right. didn't look like that, but.
1: Well, I mean, really, realistically, though, we've always had the wings come up and guard, you know, the three-point shot when it got closer to the wing slash, you know, baseline. Okay. um, So
3: you think that was the movement up?
1: Oh, well, that was the wings coming up to help the sides. And basically, Buddy was standing in the middle, just taking away
3: the, the pass
1: to the free throw line so that you know trace jackson i mean trace jackson davis 31.16 rebounds and he you miss a couple minutes you know because he was supposedly hurt i thought he was really
3: hurt um, <laughs> i thought he was really hurt too i thought, I thought that was, was like, it
1: done like torn acl <laughs> i'm like oh man indiana's gonna suck the rest of the year right but yeah. like then he comes in and he played better and yeah, you know he it's... ends up putting in 31 and 16 and it's like obviously the best player on the court, right? But. Um, yeah, we, we basically, we changed it up. We threw a little wrinkle in there and, and we basically took that pass away and, um, you know, it took them a little while to figure it out. And then once they did, you know, we kind of went back to the traditional two, three, I think which messed with them for a little while, but, but then, you know, I think they figured out how to beat both and that's where you get the 55 points in the second half. And, um, obviously it's that and then rebounding. So,
3: right. Um, so you heard Coach talk about, you know, he's going to play who he needs to play to win, right? And Samir, I thought, added a spark, especially about halfway through the second half, that really helped add a little bit to Syracuse, especially on defense. I thought he played good. I thought he played really good. And if he gets better and he can be that guy, that's exactly what we're missing right now. And with, you know, maybe penetration and things like that, too. But I thought he did good. I thought it was probably, despite, I mean, what did he, you know, two points. But it was more than that to me. For seven minutes, it was more than that to me. He added a little bit of spark. The defense was pretty good. And as long as he continues to improve, um, I feel better and better every game. And, by the way, I never saw, I mean, just for the record, I mean, I never saw Syracuse win in this game. I, I, I didn't... Just after watching Atlantis and and everything, I just was really concerned. Let's put it that way. I didn't see it coming. No. Even though it was close, double overtime, losing a 16-point lead after the the first half, I was nervous. It was another cardiac use game. But regardless, they pull out this W, and you can be as negative as you want about an ugly win. I'm not going to play that game don't know no. I'm, I'm gonna take this thing and uh every one of those moments that were horrible inside that game are um is just taped for for coaching. And it's taped for for getting these guys better and showing them their mistakes and getting better. So I mean, I don't know, it's just not worth to me uh doing a whole lot of complaining about it.
1: No, uh, but I think after a I win think... No, but I think coming into this season, you know, I think we thought, I mean, I, I, oh, thought, yeah, I, know. I thought going into it that, that you know, there's going to be games where, you know, we win that maybe we shouldn't. But, you know, because we score and make the game a little ugly with some turnovers on defense, and which is what we did, uh, you don't have to be good at the 2-3 zone sometimes to make the other teams, like, make mistakes and not be successful. They can do that themselves. And unless you're experienced and you know what you're doing and well-coached and everything like that, then, um, you know, those zones, especially, you know, some of the zones, you know, Jim's Beheim and some of the, you know, different things that he does with them, um, you know, they can force teams to just make mistakes all by themselves. So doesn't even have to be good. So I think that's kind of what you saw yesterday was you just saw bad passes, errant passes just being thrown out of bounds, like just... I mean, just bad turnovers, and that's just some that's teams that just aren't experienced and haven't played, you know, this type of zone, and um, some of the rotations that they pull off. So, uh, again, just sometimes you know, there's going to be games like this where we know, like, you know, if the team's not great at defense, or you know, we're scoring at a high rate and hitting shots, and our two-three zone causes enough havoc for the other team, then. You know, we could pull out these games, but then there's going to be other games where you know we might not be hitting, or the other team might really have a good defense, a la you know VCU, and we might only score 55 points or 60 points and end up losing. So, um, I think at least for me going into this, I knew that there was going to be games like this, and I and I knew, and I was trying to get myself. It's hard to get yourself prepared for it, but there's going to be games, definitely this season, where we win that we're not expected to. And then there's going to be games where, you know, we think we got it in the bag and we're going to lose. Struggle. And right. Just got to get used to it because it's going to happen this year.
0: Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. indeed.com slash match terms and conditions apply need to hire you need indeed
3: Hi, right, it's time to hear from you
2: it's time to hear from you the loud mouths from the loud house
3: uh, you guys know what to do at the end of every game I ask you for your thoughts you go to there on the socials look for those posts and give us your thoughts on the game I'll go through them, I'll choose some, we'll talk about them here. Uh, look, we're gonna do all that. But first, one more time, let's hear again. From my bookie, it's not every day you can double your money, but with my bookie, you double your money instantly thanks to their double deposit bonus for all new users with my bookies. Double deposit bonus when you sign up at mybookie.ag and use the promo code sportsdrink, you'll instantly receive double your initial deposit so you can kickstart your betting experience with all of the best games, leagues, and casino options to choose from the Patriots, the Bills this n- Monday night, this next Monday night, this coming Monday night. And you can bet on that game, bet on the spread there. Will Buffalo cover? Eh. I don't know. I think it might. They might win. I mean, let's be honest. This is the battle for the AFC East, right? So it's between them two right now, the winner of this game, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know. No,
1: Mac Jones looks pretty good uh, right now.
3: We'll see. Set yourself up for success by doubling your first deposit when using the promo code SPORTSDRINK at my bookie. That's promo code SPORTSDRINK and double your initial deposit all the way up to a $1,000. Bet anything, anywhere, anytime with my bookie. Look, Symbol is the stock market for sports that allows you to profit off your sports knowledge. On Symbol, you can trade sports team like stocks, and every time your team wins, you earn cash. Use your sports knowledge on Symbol to buy low, sell high, and earn cash payouts. When your team wins, join the 7,000-plus early adopters who have started to invest in their favorite teams. Visit www.simbull.com to create your free account and when you deposit. Make sure to use the promo code SD to make your deposit risk free. Visit symbol.com and use the promo code SD and your initial deposit will be risk free. This means even if you lose money, symbol will refund your initial deposit. No questions asked. Join symbol and start investing, investing and profiting off your favorite teams today. Symbol.com and the Spotify green room app. Go to your iOS or Android stores and download the app. It is free. All you need is a username, an email address, and a password. Sign up, follow us at QS Militia. Sign up for notifications. When we go live, you will get a notification, and you can join us in the green room. You can either creep it out and just listen in there, or you can request to speak. Whatever you do, go to the store, download it now. There's plenty of people to um, follow and, and, and get involved with, and you can even do your own thing on that app. It's all in one easy place. And um, we've been looking for something like this for a while doing this show. It's just super convenient, and I'm sure you'll love it. Go there today. Download the app. iOS or Android stores have it, and it's free. Thank you. Spotify Green. Okay. So let's hear from you guys. A day late. A dollar short. Okay. at At knabbywaniak.com. The full Joe Girard experience, good, bad, and ugly, and we'll take it. Uh, yes, very frustrating, very frustrating uh, with his uh, with his uh, chucked up ball. At, I think it was in the first overtime, towards the end of the first overtime. It was a long ball, was just uh, my opinion, a, a, a bad shot. Of course, he's he had a number of. Bad turnovers, but at the end of the day, I think he sunk two free throws, too, with, along with Frank Anselm's four to uh, really help come out of that four-point deficit uh, that they had early in the Yeah, uh, he had some overtime. big shots in overtime. Yes, absolutely. So, Pretty like, sure he to, had a 3-2. Yeah, to Kyle's point, the good, the bad, and ugly, and we'll take it. Absolutely, Kyle. <laughs> uh, at one, Kev Nash, as a basketball fan, highly entertained, as a Q's hoops fan, highly frustrated. Hashtag GoCuse. Yes, it was a great game. If you're an outside, I mean, Dave Portnoy was was tweeting about this game. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and you know, if you're a basketball fan, this was a freaking excellent game. If you are a Syracuse fan, though, bro, that's too much, man. That's too much for one <laughs> night. <laughs> it's too much for one night. Shades yeah. of 6 O T t versus UConn. I mean, just, you know, it, it, it didn't... It, I
1: had a few more than I was... Planning well, on
3: yes, yeah, and so uh you know it was in, 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 in almost an instant classic, you could say. I mean, it was good. I don't know if it's an instant classic, but it was definitely uh, a good game. And it was, it was.
1: Oh yeah, and talking to the people at work too, you know, because they're ACC and during the ACC Big Ten, you know, we're always, you know, it's that little, it's kind of like that little the white flag period, right? Where it's like, hey, I know I don't like you, and you don't like me, as far as our teams go, right? But like. It's ACC versus Big Ten, so let's just hope that our teams, you know, win those games, so to speak, you know. So, you know, those type of fans that I run into down here in North Carolina and stuff, it's ACC country. Like, you know, hey. they, they pretty much said they're like, you know, you guys, you know, those refs are horrible. And, and it's funny, you know, these refs are horrible. You know, they they should have won in, in regulation.
3: And, it, it, I mean, um, Portnoy was saying the same thing. About the yeah. refs, by the way. Outside very fans. very obvious. Outside fans, so yes.
1: That's one reason why you don't want to really poo-poo the whole our fans bringing it up. Because this is actually one time where it's outside fans, like the normal unbiased fan that yes. just likes college basketball that's saying the same thing.
3: Yes, absolutely. That's very fair to say. Uh, at T. Tea... Haji. Worst Syracuse basketball team in decades. Ooh. Bro, we That's we That's gotta we, be a troll. We be, you know, I don't, I don't know these days, it's a bro. Bot. I I don't know these days. We beat. Hold on, screen's cracked. I got to maneuver this thing. We beat a team that turned the ball over twenty five times in two overtimes. Fire Bayheim.
1: Twenty six.
3: Was it twenty six? Did what he,
1: are we supposed to? do? we supposed to lose?
3: Um.
2: Did
1: he? Yeah, count I got
3: twenty five
1: turnovers. we in overtime.
3: Ken Palm says twenty five.
1: No, ESPN says 26. I guess it's a battle to the death.
3: We'll go with 25 and a half.
1: Uh, (laughs) It's so old.
3: It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because, like I said before we started fan feedback, I mean, guys, we won the game. I mean, this is a Syracuse fan. Are you that (laughs) pissed off at at an ugly win? I mean, he's got a Syracuse icon. I've seen him before on Twitter. Dude, this was not that Twitter's was not, not a real place. I know Twitter is not a real place. It is not. And it's not with real people either. But right. um, it, that was I not, mean, it
1: is, but allegedly well,
3: kinda. Allegedly. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's characters on there with no well, we do it, so I guess we can't talk. We don't have you know, we have our, our logo as our profile picture, but you know, you know what I'm saying. It's covered.
1: We're talking about it.
3: Right, exactly. Uh, at JJ Valerio SC, Joe Girard sucks. It might be the worst <laughs> defensive point guard in history of the program. Once again, Twitter striking again. Uh, look, the good, the bad, the ugly. Sometimes you got to take it all in a package in one game, and sometimes you get the good, and sometimes you just get the bad. Joe Girard is a is a basket of stuff, and you know he's like a box of chocolates, like Forrest Gump said. You just never know what you are going to get.
1: At he's just a hooper, bro.
3: Yeah, he's a hooper, man.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, he hits, take that, risks. he hits he that hits long three. He makes bad decisions. He, yeah, happens.
3: he makes bad decisions, yes. And, and he's got to clean some of that up. I mean, it is frustrating. I do agree to that. But I don't think he sucks. And I don't think he's the worst point uh, defensive point guard in history. I mean, there's got to be somebody worse, right? There's got to be, right? No, well,
1: they probably didn't play.
3: shit. Right. <laughs> You're not helping me out, bro. That's not <laughs> helping me out at all. Uh, Ed Shelly House. Golly, man. You just threw me right under the bus. Uh, this team showed guts. Great bounce back from such a tough week. Yes, it showed guts beyond guts. They never gave up. Uh, buddy's bleeding from his shoulder. I mean, the guys are getting banged up. They're all over the freaking floor. They ne- the foul. They- <laughs> right. It was a foul. Right. They never looked lazy out there, in my opinion. I didn't see it, and they were all heart the whole time. And, um you got to give him hats off to that 50 minutes of of basketball and like coach said mm. he's, he's gonna play the fi- played buddy for 50 minutes if buddy's gonna play like that for 50 minutes you know that's just how it's gonna go at QC- nah,
1: do you do it though to win like every time like I, I mean I don't know because no, I, you know, I saw you, no, you Jimmy don't do vanheim it. Jimmy vanheim played 47 he played 50 they both had the most minutes and they both had combined the most shot 43 plates, out of the 73 too. shots that we shot right so but they made 19 of them, and we won. So I'll take that every day. It's just, can you do that every day? Can it day be sustained? No. Exactly. It
3: cannot. And, and we'll get into that. From I saved the little nugget off of the coach montage to bring down to the Florida State preview. And we'll talk about just that. At Cuse Waterboy, too early to call a game a must win, but this was huge. Cardiac Cuse will one day stop my heart for good, and I'm feeling good. I'm fee- And in English. Cardiac cues will one day stop my heart for good, and I'm fine going out like that. Yes, like Dale Earnhardt at Daytona, right? You know, Hmm. doing what you love.
1: Not touching that. Watch it.
3: Not touching that. Joe says no. No, he's a no-go on the... No, uh, I'm
1: not saying no-go. I'm just not touching it. You're not touching it. Okay. not touching it.
3: Why, bad karma? What are you worried Uh, about? You you superstitious? I
1: I got... mm, No.
3: You got what? We got stints already? What's going on? I can't.
1: Can't do it. I'm not prepared to answer that to answer that one.
3: Hold on a second. What are you talking about right now? You got stints already? What
1: Me? <laughs> no. I'm good. I'm good. Let's go.
3: Oh my gosh. Okay, Dave, Joe, you're gonna have to explain that one at some point. Maybe. You totally caught me off guard there. I'm, I'm totally confused. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um uh, oh, by the way, I'm just seeing. Um, Anthony, our very own Accused Waterboy, says, uh, I can't read. And he and he thinks it's funny. Think it's re- <laughs> think
1: I it's think it's hilarious. I
3: think it's real funny. This has <clears throat> been for six years. We've been doing this about six years, yes. Six years of me yeah. reading a lot but not being able to read still. In my defense, I if I could take a picture of my phone, it, you would see how Busted up my phone is. You would, you would. I hope, give Why me some that leeway. Why isn't fixed yet? <sighs> Bro, I, if I could take this phone and run it over and, and get a flip phone, I would. <coughs> if I didn't do this podcast, I might do that, by the way. That's a possibility. This podcast, <clears throat> I have to have this phone. Dave, too many whistles in the final seconds. Ref need to let him play. Glad we got the W. Absolutely, dude. Like, hello, can we, um, you know, stop? With with the with the whistles and the unnecessary uh, yeah.
1: yeah, but we <laughs> gotta get BS. that rebound at the end too. You know, like I mean we made the right play, we fouled them. And you know, for them to go into overtime and, and get the lead taken from them and then come back and fight and, and, and win into overtimes, I mean that was awesome.
3: Yeah, absolutely was. David, torture. Bad shots at times, awful defense, ill advised fouls, questionable lineups in key spots. No calls on obvious fouls. Calls on obvious non-fouls, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Take the win, but let's not do that again.
1: what no. it, it it was— Do we not understand that that could be the narrative that, of, like, that, every fan of every team, of every basketball game that happens in was, college basketball? I was
3: just going to say, that could be every game from here on out for Syracuse.
1: Not even just for us. It's, you could look at the Indiana—I mean, what would the Indiana fan? what are the Indiana fans saying today?
3: Uh, I don't stuff, know right? what they're like saying today, seeing that it's two days right? removed, Xavier Joe. Johnson's they probably don't trash. care. <laughs> it's Xavier Johnson's trash. Xavier Johnson, surprisingly uh, kind of a non-factor. I mean, 16, or excuse me, four points? Yeah, dude.
1: Yeah, he had nine assists.
3: I expected him to do Played more than that.
1: Played 26 now. minutes, yeah. I
3: expect him to do more than
1: that. He fouled out.
3: Zach, our boy Zach on Facebook, started my night with a cup of tea. My girlfriend's setting up the Christmas tree in a fake fireplace going. Talk about a relaxing night. Cut to now, and I'm pacing around, with my co- uh, uh, pacing around my coffee table with my heart beating through my chest. Thank you, Anselm, for stepping up in OT. Nice to have a, a big that can hit free throws. Absol- mm. Absolutely. Damn, what'd you right. put in
1: that tease?
3: <laughs> I hope he put nitroglycerin in it, for crying out loud. Doug on Facebook. Clearly, they need to do something different because they shouldn't have allowed them to come back after having that kind of uh, kind of first half. It's a good win, but should have been bigger. Well,
1: we did something different in the first half, which is why we had the lead,
3: right? And why do you think <laughs> we, we didn't the continue
1: zone from the beginning?
3: Right, and I agree. So, well, that's a good point, Joe. So, why go to the two three? immediately start in the second half after you develop a, a huge lead like that and dominate the first half and totally, fr- obviously frustrate Indiana. The reason they were missing so many shots, they were chucking stuff up, they weren't we, getting good we looks.
1: Didn't, we didn't just go straight to it. They figured out how to beat it.
3: Oh, okay. So we, went,
1: so we switched it up on them again, and that's kind of how it was. And But they had already game planned to go against the 2-3 zone that they saw in film. So, you know, once you start beating something – you know, I mean, all you try to do is just in-game adjustments, and you know that's kind of what it was. I think that this team, realistically, is probably as far as Indiana goes, probably more talented than we are. But you know, by that coaching staff pulling out that one-one-three, I think it really kind of messed with everything that they were expecting, and, and they gave us the lead. They allowed us to 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 pull ahead, and obviously, we have to make the shots to do that. So, and we made the shots, and gave us that lead and then you know when once they figured it out you really saw them pour it on and see what indiana could do i really do think this is a really good win i think it's going to be a tier win or tier one win throughout pretty much the whole season i'd be surprised if it wasn't
3: yeah i agree i I think so and and we'll get have to break out the old tier chart here before too long Mm -hmm. uh and, and hopefully not have to pay too much attention to that this year like we like we have in the past but uh obviously that thing's going to come into play Ah, Jesse on Facebook, love seeing Buddy draw a big foul and take, uh, take over for a minute until he forced a double team. We scored four, six times that Joe drove at least to the foul line and then made a pass, not counting the game-winning drive, which was that, um, I guess it was a game-winning drive. When he went and took it to the hoop, got hammered. Would love to see more of that instead of passing around the perimeter and forcing tough, contested shots. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, I don't know... Like I was saying earlier about Samir, I mean, I got to get Samir going somehow, in my opinion. I think he's kind of the catalyst to some of that, and I think it's going to be huge if he can if he can get in there. I thought he played really good um, against Indiana, despite only being in there. I mean, the seven minutes he was in there, I thought he did a fantastic job. That's my opinion. <laughs> That's a that's a pedestrian view of no. I mean, game.
1: yeah. Buddy was playing so well though that you really couldn't do anything about. It, you know, I mean, on top of like the twenty-seven points leading the team. I, I, you know, obviously, again, uh, he had three rebounds, eight assists, and five steals. So again, I mean, to to coach's point, you know, when he's playing like that, you don't take him out,
3: right? Oh, top fan, Robert on Facebook. This was a massive win, not because they beat Indiana, but but they never quit. Uh, up 18, all of a sudden tied up to eight. Up eight, tied two overtimes. Pulled it out. That was gritty. The refs were ridiculous, but that must have turned around a whole season. They proved it to themselves, and by the end of the season, Jesse is going to be a beast. So do you think... I mean, it's quite possible. It's too early for me to call, though, Robert. If this is a buy, sell, or hold, I'm going to hold on the, um, on the on the on the on the reference that this turned around the whole season. So may have turned mm. around the whole season. were his exact words. Look, a big win like this, though, um, knowing what you can do, and maybe we see more of that one-one-three or one-three-one or whatever you want no. to call. It,
1: right? It's just it's setting up different zone rotations and different zone setups for different teams. And how they can match up with you, you know. Um, and, and and again, too, this is, again, it's unfair. And I think it goes to what Jim behind was saying, too, in his presser when he was saying that, like, everybody's been trying. Like, he, you know, he made a comment based upon some of the people that have been like, oh, the lack of this or the lack of that. Like, you don't really, you don't ever stop, you know, especially at that level. Like, you don't not try. I just feel like psychologically as a fan, someone that's watching, I think it's a lot easier to to kind of pinpoint You know, that one play where, especially when you're losing or if you lose a game, that one play where this person didn't do this or this person didn't do that versus when you're winning. Um, You know, I don't see it as an effort situation or an effort thing. And um, I just hate that it kind of just comes, you know, synonymous with whether or not you win or lose. You know, you lose. Oh, you know, they didn't give the effort. They didn't give this, you know. And I just don't think that that's necessarily fair all the time.
3: Fair enough. Fair enough. That will do it for us on Fan Feedback. We appreciate all of you for participating in all of that. And obviously, you can go to the Spotify Green Room app if you would like to listen or participate live and hang out with us on the show live. You've heard it before if you're a regular listener. And um, we had a few people in there tonight. It's always fun either chatting with people or having them make fun of me, which is, you know, I'm fine with it. It's okay. Joe, Florida State. They are going to host the Syracuse Orange this Saturday at 4 o'clock. The all-time series between Florida State and Syracuse sits at 7-5 and 5 in favor of the Orange. And for me, it was, it's kind of hard to believe, actually, that they've only played 12 times. Uh, They first met in 1990, and the Orange won the first three games in the series. The Seminoles would beat Syracuse in the first round of the NIT in 1997. The two teams would not meet again for 17 years until Syracuse joined the ACC in the 2013-14 season, according to orangehoops.org. The Seminoles took the last meeting. Uh, in Tallahassee, 80 to 77 last year. Gerard, Beheim Sidibi Dolajai, Hughes, your starting five. Hughes with 25 mm. points, and Gerard with 22. Uh, Ken Palm has Florida State ranked 32nd, and their adjusted defense is also ranked 32nd, Joe. Uh, their record is a little bit, I don't know. I mean, look, they lost by 28 against number two, Purdue. That's totally reasonable. Um, wins against Pennsylvania, Tulane, Loyola, Mo- Marymount, Missouri, Boston U, and a loss against, like I said, Purdue and Florida. Um, two good teams. Two good teams. Right. They, they've they won the ones they should win, and they they, you know, They struggled against the ones that you thought they might struggle against, right? So it's hard for me to gauge this team, but I'm just going to throw a couple of things at you, and I'm going to let you talk. So at the end of the coach montage, I saved this little nugget for the preview. Samir, you heard him say that he's going to have to play more against Florida State. They're going to need help off the bench against this team. Um, These guys are going to need help, the starting five, that is. And um, you've got to get something done on the court to earn – time, right? So this is a perfect opportunity. And I don't know how much we see of Samir, but uh, I've, I've puffed him up a little bit. So I hope to see a little bit more of him and uh, watch him develop, but uh, they're going to need him. Uh, With that said, Joe, what do you make um, your honest opinion here of, of Florida state when Ken Palm's got him at 32, which is pretty high for what they've done in my opinion, but you know, it's a, it's a, that's an algorithm and that's all numbers that he shoves into that thing. I mean, he's got a system. That is bulletproof, really. So, what do you see?
1: Yeah, I mean i I see a Florida State team that honestly, like it it really doesn't um it doesn't look like a Florida State team that I recognize. Really, it's
3: not. Um, no, yeah, that's what I said. That's really
1: <laughs> kind of a situation where you know they've had a lot of guys go into the the draft the last couple of years and everything like that. And when I'm looking at this team. I mean, uh, it the, looks like they're still trying to figure figure it out for the most part. Malik Osborne
3: um, was the only one that really rang a bell to me. That, uh, yep, whenever. Malik
1: Osborne, he's been there, and he's six nine two twenty five. He's the guy that kind of is leading the charge right now, right? But I know they have a transfer from Houston, uh, Caleb Mills, who um, he's leading the charge as far as guards go with minutes and, and points and everything like that. And then a freshman uh, guard, Matthew Cleveland, who's a 6'7 guard. So... You know the thing with Florida State, where it's always been kind of they're always athletic. Um, you know they got the size. Um, they're gonna put the pressure on you on defense, and they got the bodies down low to not necessarily that they you know are bigger than you as much as you know they're gonna they're gonna be physical. Um, another guy to worry about too as well. that's starting to you know John Butler, 7'1", hundred ninety uh, pound freshman as well. So they got some tall, lengthy freshman guys that you know are coming in and. They're, they're still trying to figure their way out. Uh, like you said, uh, they they lost. Their only two losses are against good teams, right? But I don't really think they have a good, um, a good win, really. Uh, no, I don't when think look, so either. When you look at their wins, teams like Penn and Loyola, Marymount, Missouri, they beat up pretty good. But, uh, you know, five-point game to Tulane, 59-54. I mean, that's... That's a low scoring game on the score 59 points against Tulane at home. And then uh, they had a home game against Boston University and they lost or sorry, they won by one point in overtime. So uh, in Cleveland, uh, the guard, the freshman guard there, he scored 17 and he hit some big shots to uh, to win that game. So and that's Boston University. So. It's one of those things where, to be perfectly honest with you, I think it's a timing thing more than anything. I think that the fact that we are finding this team and playing this team this early as an ACC game um, is really kind of um, it's a blessing in disguise as, as far as I'm concerned uh, because I don't really see a situation where, I mean, this team is only going to be better later. We play them again um, at home back in Jan- you know January 15th, and this is going to be one of those things where um, – it's going to be interesting to see how they play and what type of team they are now, versus how we play them, you know, in a month, month and a week. Uh, because I think that, that honestly, I think we got a pretty good shot. I know that they're they're ranked pretty high in Ken Palm and everything, and I know their defense is going to be good. But, it's not bad. Um, what's that?
3: I said it's not bad.
1: No, it's not, and they're going to have the bodies and the athleticism and all that. But I do think that this is a winnable game. Um, you know, it's not a recognizable team like we talked about, which means that they probably don't have a lot of players that are used to um, dealing with a zone for for a long period of time and for the amount of minutes that they're playing now versus what they might have contributed in the past. And um, again, like I said, I think it, I think it's a good uh, uh, matchup for us and, and a good time to get an ACC game, especially against Florida State right now because at the end of the year, they could be the Florida State you know, that we know of, whether they're like a top four, top five ACC team, and they figured out their roles uh, with some of these freshmen. So i um, not saying it's a guaranteed win. And when you look at ESPN and, and you look at um, Vegas and everything, uh, Florida State is favored to win. But I, um, I would not be surprised if this wasn't a game that we couldn't pull out.
3: I agree. And we never talk about Syracuse's Ken Palm adjusted offense and defense. And I think it's worth mentioning just going. No, and-
1: I mean, usually we do. I mean, we can, but usually, I mean, I don't like to use a lot of the Ken Pom stuff until you get into because in the beginning it's just him guessing really well, anyway, it's, right? Well, yeah, and then but we're starting
3: to accumulate. There, but yes, we're starting to accumulate stuff though now.
1: Yeah, at we this are. Point. And we're right now we're ranked 12th in the adjusted offense, which Ken is Palm excellent. And which is, yeah, which means it tells me that, you know, It's a good chance we could possibly score on anybody, right? But then we saw VCU that, you know, again, (laughs) which I'm interested to see where VCU sits for the rest of the year as far as defensively. I mean, right now they're just as as three, and I wouldn't be willing to bet that they're probably going to be staying top five, top ten throughout the season, which could pretty much, you know, define why we only scored 55 points against them, plus it was early in the season. So, like I said, right now, I mean, this is a perfect ACC game um, to get over with right now. I'd rather see a a team like this, Florida state, uh, still with some young guys and some, uh, newer roles trying to be developed versus a team like, um, a lower level team in the ACC that we know we're going to be able to beat later in the season anyway. So, um, I know that in, in a row it looks bad with everything in the tournament, then Indiana, then Florida State, then Villanova, but as far as the timing goes with being able to get an ACC uh, game in and playing it's a tough team, if you've got to play a team, especially twice like we do with them, then uh, yeah, it's perfect timing uh, for a team like that who's still trying to find their way.
3: Yeah, uh, it, Syracuse is, like I was saying, uh, it's their adjusted defense 180 seconds, So mm. for what it's worth. That's a room for improvement, I right. would say. Uh, Yeah, at uh, a minimum. Anyways, this is an ACC game, Joe. So whether or not you were prepared or not, you did get a warning. We are guessing the final scores for all ACC games this year. So with that said, Syracuse and Tallahassee, 4 o'clock Saturday. And I will go first, I suppose. Look, I... Like you said, to your point about the Ken Palm stuff, there's 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 guessing in the beginning, but I think we've got enough in there now where it's go, it's pretty good. I mean, you're seeing a lot of these, a lot of his. If you guys aren't on there, if you it's worth the 20 bucks, I think it is for a year, by the way. Um, you're seeing his rankings are pretty accurate right now. I feel like they're they're solid, so I'm gonna go buy them. Um, 12th ranked adjusted offense. We we know that our offense is good. They're going to have to score. They're going to be it's going to be a raucous crowd on a Saturday afternoon. Um I think they can ride this Indiana win into victory. I do, and I hope that they can. If if they don't, it wouldn't be it wouldn't surprise me. I'm not talking about a two overtime game or anything like that, but it's probably going to be pretty close. It's probably going to be another cardiac game if, if they do well, I don't think it's going to be win. a no, no. If they do win, it's gonna. Be, I think it's gonna be very close again, and it's gonna be another one. No, of I think those.
1: even if they lose, I don't. I still you, think it's gonna be close. Do you I think it's gonna okay. be a close? Yep. Yeah.
3: Okay. Well, I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say. Man, this is tough. This early in the season, bro. Um, I'm gonna say. 86-82 Syracuse. That's tough. Oh, probably way off. <laughs> probably way off on that. 86 82 Syracuse. This is where you can really get in a hold too. In, bas- yeah.
1: in basketball. No, especially in basketball.
3: Yeah. Because of the way um, we do it. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, so I'm kind of right there with you. Um I'm around right there, but I'm um, I'm a little bit lower than you. I'm 77 72. Syracuse, I think, will win it and they'll hit a couple of free throws at the end to make it a five point game.
3: 77-72. Look, we struggled too from the line here in the past couple
1: years. Not this year.
3: In what's my point? This year this year they are doing excellent. Let's just see real quick before we take off here.
1: I mean, I know for right now, I mean, I know that they average Oh, like 21 and a half. 70,
3: about t- 78.8% as a team so far.
1: And um, they average attempting 21 a game. That's really good. Let's see. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they okay. get to the line really good.
3: They get to the line, and um, they need to do more of that at 78.8%. Yes, yep. So um, you've got Buddy at 90.2 and Gerard at 90. I mean, that's excellent. And um, Jesse Edwards is only at has got to 70- be part of the plan. Yeah, got to be. Um, Cole Swider has been excellent from the line, 90.5% for the year. And um, Jesse Edwards is decent. Is decent. He's 72. For a big guy, I mean, I'll take 75, you know? Oh, yeah. So, um, Anyways, all right. Look, sorry we were a day late. I know. We apologize. Yeah. No one hates being a day late more than us. I promise you that. So we apologize. But we should be back. Same bad time, same bad channel. On Sunday, after Syracuse takes on Florida State, we'll let you know what we think. We'll hear from you, you'll hear from us. For Joe, I'm Sean. We're out.
1: Peace.